0: Welcome into the of in The Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com or Friday, October 27th. Next to last day of the fall meet. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And we have two stakes races in the late pick four that we're going to handicap for you. So we'll start with one of them, Jim. It's the eighth race, second leg of the late pick four. The grade three Bank of America Valley View for three-year-old fillies going a mile on the turf course seems like every year this gets a full field and a well-matched, uh, just a real fun betting challenge each year. How did you sort out the Valley View?
1: Yeah, when you talk about betting challenges at Keeneland, if you just look at the first four horses in this race, one shipped in from Saratoga, one shipped in from Del Mar, one shipped in from Aqueduct, and one came from Peru. So, you know, you tell me. And then the next one's from, uh, from Ireland. So, and Kentucky Downs, and you just go on and on. And, and one of the hardest things about making a morning line or betting these races is, is just trying to compare horses that will run at different venues. And that's what you got to do in this race. I went with Sacred Wish for George Weaver. Uh, I thought that this filly, uh, six times out of eight in the money, uh, the only race she's run really badly recently is the Saratoga, Alabama, when they tried her to mile and a quarter, and she didn't want any part of that. But she came back, bounced back out of that one, uh, and got on the turf for the first time. And lo and behold, got a 90 buyer uh, in a listed stake at Aqueduct. So uh, George Weaver is a great turf trainer. I wonder why they had this Philly this was on the uh, kind of the three-year-old tour with Black Eyed and Susan after she did well in the Gulfstream Oaks in the spring. But now she's on the turf, and I think she's made for it, and she's going to like this turf course here at Keeneland. So sacred wishes is my pick for George Weaver and Johnny Velasquez, but going deep in the pick four, we're going to use pride of the Nile for Flavian Pratt, who's proven time and time again that he's one of the top riders in the world, uh, taking horses to the lead here that that you didn't think had a shot, and, and Flavian is, is an running extremely, extremely well at Keeneland. Secret money for Brendan Walsh and Tony, uh, Tyler Gaflion comes out of the grade three music city at Kentucky Downs, where she won by a length over a couple of decent horses, bling that uh, in this race, who came back to win, and Donce McCobb, uh, who came back to win. So I think that Music City turned out to be a key race. Secret money has got a big shot in here. Going to use Eternal Silence shipping from Ireland. Uh, Jessica Harrington is not a very well-known trainer here, but uh, this horse comes over from Ireland. And first time in North America, you got to look at her at 8-1. to one. Safine for Eddie Keneally had a really bad race last time out at Kentucky Downs, but you draw a line through that one. <clears throat> And she's very she fits very well here. Luis Ayres takes them out, <clears throat> excuse me. And she's ri- he's ridden her five times in a row prior to the Kentucky Downs race, and then surge capacity for Chad Brown just because it's Chad Brown and Joel Rosario. But this filly uh, has shown a lot of ability in the winning the Lake George at Saratoga on a yielding turf course, and then coming back in the Lake Placid only lost by two lengths to a spray. So going to go deep in here? Uh, Lukewarm pick is Sacred Wish for George Weaver and Johnny Velasquez.
0: And just to show you how challenging this race is, I like most of those uh, for my ticket, but I picked one on top that you didn't mention, which is the 8 Bling, who I think is just peaking at uh, this time. Ran in the Grade 2 Jessman and the Grade 1 uh, Breeders' Cup off a maiden win last fall, so they clearly had a high opinion of this filly. And she comes back this year and is just run well and steadily gotten better of late coming off a really impressive win here earlier in the meet for Vicky Oliver, whose uh, barn has uh, done really well at the fall meet and this horse, that was a much shorter race, but this horse has raced well at uh, distances up to a mile and an eighth. So I don't think the the two turn mile will be a problem for bling. And I think uh, 15 to one on the morning line. I think this horse has got a big shot to be in the mix. So I'm going to use bling on top. I'm um, using surge capacity uh, for the Chad Brown angles. Horse won the grade three Lake George. Secret money. Won a grade three at Kentucky Downs. And you mentioned how horses that finished uh, in that race have come back to do. Uh, Safine, I have on my ticket as well. Really bombed last time, but maybe the distance of a mile and 516th was just too much. Cutting back to a mile might... just the the tonic for Saphine. And then Sacred Wish was the other one I'm using, just for the reasons that you mentioned. A lot of class there. and Three of her last four have been very good. So those are the ones that I'm going to use. I'm going to go five deep, but a little bit of a price on top in Bling. The Myrtlewood is another stake on the Friday card. Two-year-old fillies at six furlongs. I took Hot Beach on top, a stakes winner. Um, Horse uh, gets Pratt returning in the saddle. Has uh, been running well in in uh, her starts, so I thought uh, I would put her on top. But no real strong opinion here. I've got uh, Field Last Second uh, coming off a 92 buyer and won by more than seven lengths there in late September. Uh, you almost had me for Brad Cox uh, Copper M for Asmussen. Um, you know top trainers here. This is just. Uh, a race where you could, uh, I think, go several different directions. Uh, so I have Hot Beach on top. How about you?
1: I like Hot Beach as well, uh, Flavian Pratt, for the reasons I mentioned in the first race. Um, and she ran well in the Pocahontas, but got run down by You Almost Have Me and BB's Dream, who uh, who w- wound up uh, winning the race by eight and three quarters. And Hot Beach lost by nine and a half, it was only a three quarters of a length behind. You Almost had Me. And she did all the work up front and got cooked by the Quick pace, and Phoebe's Dee dream certainly is a quality filly who ran right by her. Um, coming back, I think Hot Beats, has the ability to turn the tables on. You almost had me. I'm going to use you almost had me for Brad Cox and Gaffley. on coming off that. Uh, decent effort at the po- in the Pocahontas. If you go back to her juvenile race uh, in May, the Kentucky Juvenile at Churchill, 84 buyer for early May for a two-year-old filly, that's incredible. And uh, she hasn't lived up to that, but if she gets back to that form, she's uh, she's going to be tough to handle. Let them watch for Mike Baker's one you didn't mention. The numbers are low at Gulfstream. I don't know what she beat down there, but she beat them by six and a quarter and two and three quarters. So uh, And led and off, off the stretch by five lengths uh, in the last race in the listed stakes. So uh, let them watch maybe a little better than that 10-to-1 morning line. And field last for Rusty Arnold just the one that I, I included as well. So I went four deep here.
0: Yeah, uh, Field Lass, if uh, she runs back to that last race, uh, they may not catch her. It's just you don't know if that's kind of a, uh, an outlier or if that's who she has really become. Uh, let's move to the seventh race that starts the late pick four. It's an allowance optional claimer, uh, essentially second-level allowance types, three-year-olds, and they will go a mile and an eighth on the main track. Who did you land on?
1: Well, I had to land on somebody with a single, and I landed here on She's Looking Lucky for Matt Shearer. Imagine having with many horses. He only started two horses here at the meet, but he's an outstanding trainer. Santana takes this one back for him. Uh, um, and the Philly ran really well uh, in the Seneca at Churchill listed stakes back in September with an 88 buyer. Uh, got beat by Zajera, who's, who would be odds on in here. Uh, and then taxed, ran third. So she beat taxed. So uh, I think she's going to like the mile and eight. She's already wanted a mile and eight uh, at. Sloppy track with Saez up. Santana takes them out today. She's looking lucky. It looks like the controlling speed in here, and I like controlling speed on a long race because uh, Santana's good enough to, to milk this down a little bit and maybe go a half in 48 or so and then hold off the closers. There's other oh, speed in here. Thunder's rock and roll has some speed, but I think that she's looking lucky, probably has the best early speed and will be able to control the pace. Chop Chop is an enigma to me. Uh, uh, She was so good uh, back here in the Alcibiades last fall and then came back and uh, didn't run well in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly and went off as as the favorite. And then just hasn't come back as a three-year-old as well as they had hoped. Uh, She certainly has the back class and the ability, but she's also burned a whole lot of money. And I'm not going to use her. I think that she's going to be uh had a good shot shot to make the exacta, but i think she's looking lucky is just better right now and i just don't want to waste any more money on chop chop so i'm gonna single she's looking lucky here in the seventh race
0: i ended up taking chop chop on top uh because of that back class and because i really wasn't that high on anybody else i kept looking to make a case for somebody to to beat her, and I couldn't get past liking Chop Chop the best. So thinking maybe the second off the layoff, because you're right, she just didn't come back at three and show any improvement. But this is the second start off the layoff, so if she moves forward, maybe she starts to get back to who she was. She's looking lucky's next on my list. I've got Alexa Liu. Um, she's a daughter of Medallia Doro, so should like the mile and an eighth. And then Corning Star. And I just threw that one in there. I'm going to go four deep on my pick four ticket because of the McPeak barn uh, heating up here in the last few days of the fall meet. So I'm going to throw Cordingstone on there as well. The 10th race is two-year-old Philly maidens on the turf at a mile and a 16th. I have Flora Bunda on top for Todd Pletcher. I think this horse needed that debut race. Uh, a mile at Kentucky downs is a, is a tough ask first time out and I just thought Flora Bunda finished kind of like she was uh, a short horse and rallied wide on a day when the inside was best. And I just think she improves a lot off that race and will be hard to handle in here. Lady DeBerry was second to Just FYI. is a good one, and that was up at Saratoga. So uh, I think you have to take a long look at that one. Uh, just Deny is uh, Danny Gargan, who has shipped one horse here and won with it, and you get Saez. And, uh, and I was watching the... The Fox show up during the Saratoga meet at one point, and they talked a couple different times about how well-stocked Gargan's Barn is with two-year-olds, so uh, 12 just denies worth considering. Dazzling Dictator, the four, it's Ian Wilkes' uh, second-time-out horse, and his horses generally don't fire first-time-out, so second-time-out, you you figure you're going to get some improvement on a Wilkes horse, so you could take a look at that one for your ticket, uh, depending on how deep you want to go. But uh, Floribunda on top for me in the 10th. How about you, Jim?
1: I like Floribunda. Uh I like Lady Berry a little bit better. Uh, Chad Brown's uh, ship assistant here, obviously not the top of his list, but she did run behind a next-out winner in just FYI at Saratoga. Gets Pratt to ride again, um, and that's a potent combination. They're 24% for the year. Bunda would be my second choice for Pletcher Velasquez. Also going to use Justin I because of the reasons that you mentioned with Danny Gargan having some two-year-olds in his barn. Then use a couple that you did not mention. Cleopatra's Nile for Sassy Joseph coming off a decent effort at Kentucky Downs, um, twenty point improvement in buyer from her first start on synthetic at Gulfstream. Lauriston, first time starter for Brendan Walsh. He's only nine percent first time starter. This one's got a lot of work in and, and seems to be ready for a good effort at eight to one with Gaffleon, who is fighting for the uh, riding title with Louie. So um, uh, you got a lot of things going on here the last couple of days of the meeting, and The riding title was one of them. I'm also going to use uh, Cherie DeVoe, whose barn is heating up a little bit. It's satisfactual, first-time starter. Uh, she's only 8% first-time starter. But, again, this one's got a lot of works in at Ellis Park. And ships in here for Cherie. And uh, maybe she's got a shot at 12 to 1. I think this race is wide open.
0: So pick four tickets. It starts in race seven. I am going to go four deep with four, six, eight, nine with three six eight nine ten in the valley view with two three seven in the myrtlewood and then just use the three and the five in the last leg for a sixty dollar ticket how about you
1: i have a completely different structure with a seventy two dollar ticket i'm singling the six in the first leg with two three five six nine ten with two three seven eight with three five six nine eleven twelve so you know how differ on the ones we got to spread in the ones we can go thin in so uh Interesting sequence here. we only got uh, one more day after today.
0: Yeah, two days left to to get even or to uh, parlay those wins for the fall meet at Keeneland. So best of luck, and we'll be back with one more edition of the Keeneland Fall Meet in the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.